Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. This is the official podcast of thevikingage.com. My name is Chris Shad. I write for the Viking Age as well as bring me the news, zone coverage, and the Brookings Register. My co-host is Adam Patrick, the managing editor of thevikingage.com. And we do this every Monday with a late week episode right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. We're also on Apple and Spotify the very next day. But however you consume us, don't forget to rate, comment, share, and subscribe. So you never miss a new episode, and we can spread the word to the masses. Adam, good to have you back. Glad to see you got back from the DR. Um, <laughs> We're just going to dive right into the topic that everyone wants to talk about. CM Punk, Randy mm. Orton returning <laughs> at Survivor Series. Um, your reaction. No, I, I am just kidding. But, I mean, if you do have a reaction, go ahead. Because it's better than talking about the Vikings game. Because, holy shit, that was bad last night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. I'm excited about that. Um, as for the Vikings, uh, Excitement levels not as high as it was maybe two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, CM Punk's Chicago Bears laid a number on the Vikings last night because and Seth Rollins, Chicago Bears. Yeah, yes. Yeah, Seth Rollins, and, and they're both going to fight. Maybe that's the common ground that they yeah. should just have. Like, hey, you see Justin Fields last night? Oh, yeah. Well, he looked like dog shit, but hey, they won. Yeah. Actually, Bears fans are probably mad they won because, like, they don't care about this year. They They care about. You know, where are our draft picks? They were one and five coming into the game, I think. Now they're like one and I don't four know if they dropped. Four and looked, eight, I think. So they're at four and eight. Yeah. Um, but well, they have the record but, is four and eight, but I'm saying draft pick wise. Well, they have the Panthers pick too. So yes. They don't, they can afford to win games, unlike some other teams, if they want a higher draft position because the Panthers are terrible. Yeah. Um, they so. are one, they are one and four right now, their draft picks. Okay. Yeah. So um, top five is uh, Chicago, Arizona, New England, Chicago, and then Washington. And if anyone watched last night's game, first off, sorry, but um, if you watched Justin Fields, uh, the Bears need to draft a quarterback. They they cannot they cannot bring Justin Fields back on an extension or anything, or and be like, oh well, the new coach will figure it. No, just get a new quarterback, move on. You tried, didn't work. Um, I'm not so sure if Justin Fields' faults in Chicago are entirely his fault because uh, the play calling last night was very odd last night every other play was a screen um mm-hmm. and he didn't really run a lot either so uh, but you know yeah they need to move on and then the vikings have their own quarterback situation uh currently and in the future so it's uh, gonna be a lot of fun yeah we're gonna get to all of that um one more thing before we dive into this game as you can see i have good reason for like just kind of pushing this game a little bit back because like deep down I barely want to talk to it, even though I have some things off of my chest. Like last night was just like it was a kick in the gut. Yeah, it was. Um, Carolina. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if anybody saw it this morning, but uh, David Tepper 
who is like trying to be Jerry Jones over in Carolina. He said uh, the Panthers actually wanted to do some kind of three-way trade and draft CJ Stroud. But we like Bryce Young, but we really want CJ Stroud. We we like Bryce Young though. Don't don't worry about it. Um, this is it's like the dynasty league when you have the number one overall pick and you're just like, yeah, I should really take the guy I like, but everybody everybody says I should take this guy, and you read too many magazines. Next thing you know, you have Clyde Edwards Hilaire over Jonathan Taylor, and you've made a great mistake. Um, it's funny, yeah, that he, man. It's funny that he said that because he um, he kind of made it seem like it wasn't really his choice to go with Bryce Young when the the word has been the whole time that he wanted Bryce Young and everyone else wants CJ Stroud. So it's kind of funny how he's uh, trying to, I guess, spin that. Um, but he got rid of the people who would, who might have opposed that, which is mm-hmm. Frank Reich, Josh McCowan, uh, Dude Staley. All those guys were fired, which is going to be great for Bryce Young's development for the rest of the year. So they're um, just doing great things for their team over there. Yeah, like you look at a team like that and you just feel really good about uh, the Vikings, even, you know, just their coaching situation and it's just more confirmation that the Vikings uh, got it right with Kevin O'Connell as as much as some people might be kind of annoyed with him after last night and, and the last week's game um, he was still still the right choice if you look at what was available at the time and and how mm-hmm. things have gone since then because uh, he's he's been one of the best coaches since of all the people that were hired since 2022. Um, so I still think the Vikings made the right call. Yeah, let's dive right into that uh, loss last night. Vikings lose 12 to 10. They take a late lead on a TJ Hawkinson touchdown from yeah. Josh Dobbs. Uh, Justin Fields fumbles the ball. Kevin O'Connell goes PJ Fleck mode on the final drive. And then Justin mm-hmm. Fields uh, stops throwing screens and gets a big gainer to DJ Moore, which sets up the game winning field goal by Cairo Santos. Um. Very meta take here. What is your biggest takeaway from Monday's game? <laughs> um, my biggest takeaway is that the Vikings, if they're going to move forward with Josh Dobbs or even Jaron Hall, um, Kevin O'Connell needs to do a better job of catering his playbook more to that player's skill set instead of just, um, which it seemed like he was doing in the beginning when Josh Dobbs was playing, like letting him run around and kind of like kind of backyard football. Um, and I think as the weeks have progressed and he's probably helped, he's probably added more to Josh Dobbs plate in terms of the playbook. It seems like his mobility and athleticism has kind of gone to the backside, I guess, um, where, cause I, I rewatched the game a little bit this morning and it, a lot of the plays were just straight up, just snap the ball, straight drop back. Not even like, not even a little, little RPO to even just keep the defense on their toes. Like even that, you don't even have to like hand it off or run the quarterback. Just a little, the little fake handoff. They didn't do any of that. Um, you know, they were very minimal rollouts. Like you have this quarterback that can move around in the pocket. You don't need to wait for a blitz to come for him to scramble. You can, you can create those situations on your own. Um, it just seems like the last two weeks the Vikings have kind of gotten away with, uh, away from that. Now on the flip side, could the defenses that they were playing game plan better to take away that element of the Vikings? Yes. But at the same time, still there was, there's not even like a fake RPO or anything like that. There's no, there's no effort. Um, even when the game was like what three nothing throughout the first half, or mm-hmm. even six three, it seemed like Kevin O'Connell kind of abandoned the run game, and that was kind of one of the things that was kind of doing well. And when your quarterback is thrown for two interceptions already, two or three by that point, I you you would think that running the ball is something that would help you more and take kind of a little bit of the pressure off of him. But they kept going, you know, back to the pass and 
Josh Dobbs being like the focal point of your offense is probably not what you want. Um, I know he's had some moments, but you don't really want to put the offense on his back and depend on him to, to make every play because he's not that kind of guy. Um, so I just think the Vikings, Kevin O'Connell specifically, just needs to you know go back to the drawing board and kind of tailor his offense to the player that he has and and maybe just make it a little bit more simpler. I know he's got some schemes that are pretty com- complex, and, and I was fine with Kirk Cousins, who was there learning the playbook for you know over two years. Uh, but Josh Jobs is just in there. Jaron Hall's a rookie. Nick Mullins probably knows it pretty well, but you know how much can he do back there? He he's he's not very mobile. He can run the offense, but how well? Um, and don't put Sean Mannion anywhere near near the field, uh, please. Uh, so yeah, I just think the Vikings need just just because last night and I, and we we talked last night how it seemed like the game plan might have been mailed in, and I I could see that. Uh, they just want to get through the game, get get through without any injuries, which I think they did for the most part, um, and get into the bye and get ready. Cause they have a late bye. What week 13? It's pretty late. Yeah. Um, get into the bye, get some rest, regroup, and then go play the Raiders and their other four games. So, um, I feel like Kevin O'Connell can make the right adjustments. He's done in the past. Um, but I just, there's some certain things that keep popping up late game issues with him, play calling, abandoning the run game. Um, just things that he needs to, to work on moving forward. If the Vikings, you know, I don't think the, the division seems like it's out of the picture now that after yesterday's loss, you never know still, but um, they don't really do. Do they really want to back into the playoffs and then just be sent home by like the Niners or the Lions? I don't, I don't think they want to do that, um, but they got, they got, a, they got a lot to work on defensive wise. They look great, which has mm-hmm. been the annoying part because they've kind of wasted these last two weeks of really great performances from the defense. You know, they held the bears to, 12 points. I know I know the Bears aren't this lethal offense, but any, anytime you hold a team to 12 points, you should win that game. Um, so, yeah, the defense looks great. Special teams looks pretty good. Ryan Wright, the punter, uh, I don't know if he's going to be back next year. He's had a pretty rough year. Um, but, uh, yeah, a bunch to work on. Mostly Kevin O'Connell just fixing things up and, and, and just, I, I don't know what they did in against Atlanta and who else did Josh Jobs play? Uh, uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. The first yeah. half against New Orleans was great. The second half wasn't too great. But. Yeah. And so like maybe try and get back to some of that stuff. It seems like, I, I don't know. They were trying to do too much or Josh Jobs trying to do too much last night and uh, he threw four interceptions. So obviously it didn't work. Plenty to work on in the bye. My apologies here if I stumble a little bit. I'm still, I got the, I got the last part of the cold. So that, like that time of year. Yeah. You know, you, you just got like, like you feel fine, but you got all that snot and that phlegm built up and you know, sorry if anybody's eating lunch, we are broadcasting here at 1253 central time. So, um, sorry for that graphic discussion, but here's my biggest takeaway. And I think you and I were texting back and forth last night and talking about this. Kevin O'Connell got, Outcoached by Matt Eberflus. <laughs> Matt Eberflus. Matt Eberflus, who has been six and twenty-two before last night as the head coach of the Chicago Bears, who was zero and nine against the NFC North coming into last night's game. I don't think he had beaten a winning team as head coach of the Bears either, which is another one. But you know what? The Vikings, they are the ultimate charity. And, and we really should have saw this coming because they, the Lions lost on Thanksgiving, which means mm-hmm. the Vikings can't make up like I cannot remember the last time the Vikings were chasing a team and actually made up ground on them. Like dating all the way back to 2017, just like we need to chase the Eagles for home field advantage. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can't catch them. Next thing you know, we're getting our ass kicked on and off the field at uh, Lincoln financial field in the NFC championship game. But you know, the first thing with me 
and you mentioned it a little bit, was Kevin O'Connell's overall game plan. The Vikings only ran the ball 17 times against the Bears. Alexander Madison had 10 of those carries for 52 yards. Pretty good. Like that, That's mm-hmm. a pretty good clip. Mm-hmm. Ty Chandler, meanwhile, four carries for eight yards. Ty Chandler stands. Raise up. There's your guy right there. The Vikings have a, they, they have this one-two uh, punch. They, they have this one-two punch. And the Ty Chandler, he, he's the guy. Have you seen him? He looks so much better than Madison. Yeah, it looked great last night. Great, great <laughs> job. Uh, Josh Dobbs also ran the ball twice. Yep. So, so basically, Kevin O'Connell went in there and said, I'm going to make, like, and I don't know, like all head coaches have an ego in the NFL. Like everybody has an ego, even they don't say they do. They have pride and whatever. I don't know if Kevin O'Connell looked at Josh Dobbs and says, this is my prize project. He, I am going to turn him into a legitimate passer because the others couldn't or whatever. But he just wanted to have Josh Dobbs stand back there and sling it, which is not his game. Yeah. He had a four. Uh, after last night, he has a 4.3% turnover-worthy play rate. That's eighth mm. among qualifying quarterbacks this season. Uh, so, like, right up there with, like, Will Levis, Daniel Jones, PJ some Walker. of the other, you know, cesspool quarterback challenge quarterbacks you have out there. And, you know, we talk about Jordan Rodriguez's uh, uh, podcast series, The Play mm-hmm. Callers, where, you know, anyone who's crossed swords with Sean McVay in Vegas, like, was on that podcast talking about playing to their team's strengths. Kevin O'Connell didn't play to anyone's strength last night. He just, mm-hmm. this was like, you know, when you're in college and you're about to go home for Thanksgiving break and you're just <laughs> like, I don't really want to go to college. You just stay home and like watch college, the Maui Invitational or something. That's what Kevin O'Connell's game plan was. Like he, like, it was like nobody wanted to be there. And like, even the fans were just kind of sitting there like, what the hell? What what are we even doing here? Um, the other thing that drove me insane was the fourth down decisions. The first drive of the mm-hmm. second half was like a grown man getting his ass kicked online by an eight-year-old in Madden. Because it was just like fourth and seven at their own 49-yard line. And like, you're just so bad with how the game is going. You're like, fuck it. I'm going to go for it. <laughs> it's fourth and 17. I'm just going to run four verts and hopefully somebody gets open or I can run for 17 yards. Like that was the energy that Kevin O'Connell had. And like usually in those situations, five yards, unless the game's on the line or something, I'm punting the ball. Like that is one of the situations where I say punt it away. The final drive, that is a whole nother discussion for me. Um, You know, you have Alexander Madison run up the middle for no gain. You have Alexander Madison run to the right for uh, one yard, which Ryan O'Neal, holy shit, man. He got his ass handed to him last night by Montez Sweat. Like, there Mm -hmm. was nothing he could do right. It it was a bad game for him. Even the great players have him, but um, not great. And then you throw a screen pass to Brandon Powell, and then you punt the ball away. Now, to O'Connell's credit, Alexander Madison entered that drive with 6.1 yards per carry. So you would think at that point, hey, our running game's doing enough. Like, he probably should have used it more earlier in the game but hey we're doing enough let's just give the ball to alexander madison let you know he can get three or four yards we can stay on schedule and we can get the first down to end the game also josh dobbs had thrown four interceptions so throwing it (laughs) downfield it's it's not easy to see why uh or it's not hard to see why kevin o'connell may have been gun shy in that moment but were you surprised to see him still in the game on that that well he had that scoring drive but before before that, like, were you surprised after the fourth interception, were you surprised to see him back out there? I was. 
because they said Nick Mullins was warming up side by side with them. So, and then you punt the ball back to Chicago and the game is over. So, you know, I'm not sitting here screaming fire Kevin O'Connell. Like he's, he's just been out coached the last two games. He got out coached against Sean Payton in Denver. Again, that conservative, even going back to the Saints game in the second half, he had those weird play calls where he was just kind of like nervous to do anything creative. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe the bye week will serve as some self-scouting to kind of get that offense jump started. And obviously getting Justin Jefferson back will help uh, if he does come back, obviously. Um, Yeah, I I mean, I pin a lot of this loss on the Bears being bad and Kevin O'Connell just not having a great day. Well, here's a, a sidebar because the Bears, they almost beat the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did a pretty good number on Jared Goff, too. I think they got, I think they picked him off three times. Right. Three, three times. So do the Bears maybe have a good defense? Well, here's what I would counter with. Because they, they just got Montez Sweat. How many dumb things did the Bears do last night? Like, there were a lot on of off, penalties. On offense. Well, actually on defense, On too, both yeah. sides, yeah, yes. Yeah. And, and they did a lot of things right because the Bears had the 32nd ranked pass rush coming into the game. And... Again, Montez Sweat did a number on Brian O'Neill. Right. Um, try to think. They have somebody, Tremaine Edmonds. Is that it? Like, yep. he and was free yeah, running all game. Yep. Yannick so. Ngakwe. They've yep. got in there. They've got Vikings they've got, legend Yannick Ngakwe. But. <laughs> they've got they've got some some players, but like their performance last week against the Lions makes me think like maybe, you know, their defense isn't their defense at least isn't terrible. I'm not their offense is a whole different story, but like the way that they were able to kind of stifle Jared Goff in Detroit. Um, and then they go into Minnesota and do something similar to to Josh Dobbs. Makes me just wonder, like, are they kind of good? Um, at least on defense. Um, but you know, but but yeah. So there's a lot of factors that that the Vikings have to to figure out and figure out. You know, what's the problem? Turnovers once again are an issue. Like they can't. Like it seems like in all of their losses, they immediately turn the ball over on their like first or second drive, and you're like, oh, here we go again. And they continue to do it. And then the Vikings don't get a turnover. Like they don't force one, um, or as 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 many as the other team did. So they're they're losing the turnover battle, and they're just they're just behind behind the whole time. And Kevin O'Connell is trying to call plays to like climb back in the game, even though. It was a one score game until the fourth quarter. Um, so there was it seemed like he kind of felt like there was some urgency with Kevin O'Connell and, and play calling. Like we we got to get this. We got to get it's like you, you got a lot of time. Like I know mm-hmm. I know things haven't been going well, but, you know, take your time, run some plays that, you know, that work. You know, we saw Josh Oliver get involved in the past game with Josh Dobbs in a couple of those early games. You know, where was he last night? Um, he wasn't really he wasn't anywhere to be found. You know, Jordan Addison's kind of gone to the the wayside. Well, Jordan if, Addison should have had a touchdown, but um, yeah, yeah. They said he lost the ball in the lights, and I'm like, uh, I don't think so. I think it was just a bad throw. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I don't know. He, if, I don't know if you saw the video too, but did you notice the cheerleaders on the sideline? I did not see. The, I did not see their reaction. They was, they were going nuts. I think I was looking at <laughs> like uh, it was a big uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I was looking at Addison's feet, which like started out of bounds, um, and then he caught it. Um, then you got, you know, it's like it's like the Alexander Madison show. And then if he's not running well, then they just try and throw it intermediate downfield to one of their receivers when they should be throwing to like TJ Hawkinson, throwing some screens at Ty Chandler, um, you know, get Brandon Powell the ball. He had a nice catch yesterday. Um, he's been someone that's that's been playing well with Josh Dobbs. It just seems like 
I, I just, I don't know what their plan was last night. It just seemed like they were just, I just, I, I, I really, I don't know. It was, a, it was a hard game to watch. And uh, if, if we didn't get paid to watch it, probably wouldn't have watched them. We would have been watching Raw to see uh, what Randy Orton yes. and CM Punk would have said. More of it, yes. Yes. Um, instead, I was up till 1 a.m. watching Raw, trying <laughs> to figure it out. Um, do you have any positives to take away? I know you mentioned Flores' defense, but was there anything you're kind of like, hey, silver linings? Yeah, I, I just go go back to the defense. Um, Josh Metellus is just, he's having a great season. Um, he just seems everywhere. Uh, Byron Murphy played really well last night. Um, one thing we haven't mentioned is uh, Caleb Murphy's been out. Not Caleb Murphy. Uh, Caleb Evans. Evans has been out the last two games, and I think that's had a pretty big impact. He's He's been one of their uh, best corners this year. Um, not that they've been burned by anybody. I guess you could say Cortland Sutton um, against the Broncos. And that um, was just a really good play. Yeah, like, he's like just chucked the ball up against a oh, when you're covered by a corner who's like six inches taller, than, shorter than you. Yeah, you're going to want to get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last night, the Bears were just throwing screens all game. So, like, it wasn't like they had to cover downfield except for that one one play against D.J. Moore um, to end the game. Um, Brian Flores looked like he was pretty pissed off at himself for, for letting that happen. Um, but once again, they allowed 12 points. If <laughs> Most teams, if you allow the other team to score 12 points, you're probably going to win. Um, so I don't blame – I don't really blame the defense at all. They held their own. Um, and I, I expect them to even get even better moving forward. Um, I don't know what the status is for Marcus Davenport, but that would be cool if he could come back and maybe make some sort of an impact. Uh, Caleb Evans should be back when they return for their bye. Um, Jordan Hicks might even be back. Or is, when's he eligible to come back? He got hurt. He got hurt in the Saints game. So I think two more weeks. So he would be able to come back against Cincinnati. But that was a pretty serious... Yeah, he'd be Dang. hospitalized and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe he'll be back for like one of the Lions games or something. Mm-hmm. Um, even that, like, I feel like Ivan Pace has been been pretty well, doing pretty well, playing more snaps in there. Uh, Brian Osmo is nowhere to be found. Uh, Anthony Barr, he seems like he's been doing fine. Um, Troy Dye's even made a couple plays. So like their defense, I feel like is fine, but um, the offense has gotta gotta do some some some. Fixins, even with the offensive line, it seems like they've they've kind of regressed the last two weeks. I don't know if they're fully on on the same page as Josh Dobbs or or how that's all going, but um, yeah, there's, there's there's a lot of question marks on the offensive side of the ball for the Vikings for sure. And that leads us to our next topic, which is what now for the Vikings? Um, and the biggest one is at quarterback because Josh Dobbs had a pretty good two game stretch there. It was a lot of fun, yeah. But last night. Uh, things didn't go too well. Excuse me one second. To say the least. Uh, ex- uh, once again, I apologize. Hang in but, there. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We're, it, we're way better than we were at this time last week. So uh, that <laughs> is a good thing. Uh, Josh Dobbs was especially brutal under pressure. Eric J. Thompson, uh, friend of the show, he posted on X that Dobbs was 8 of 14 with a touchdown and three interceptions under pressure last night. Um is it hard to like tell him? By the way, he can just go to the ground with a sack, right? Yeah. Why? You, why you gotta th- five hundred mystery box balls are? Yeah, throwing it straight up yeah. in the air is not gonna not gonna help anyone. Who are you throwing it to? Like Christian Derrissaw? And um, what are you trying to protect? Because it's intentional grounding anyway. But, you know, if the refs call it, which they didn't, you know, when Justin Fields did it, but um, yeah, 
but that's a different story. I don't, don't want to complain about the refs because the Vikings played terrible. So like, yes, I'm not blaming the refs for anything last night. Um, you know, I think with Josh Dobbs, I think he's they've got two weeks to figure things out. I think they will keep him as a starter against the Raiders. I would be I would be kind of surprised if they they benched him. Um, I think they would like to see if they can try and figure it out. See if they can get things straightened out. They've got two weeks to prepare. That should be more than enough time. Um, and then if that doesn't work out. You know, I see a lot of people saying, like, put Jaron Holland, put Jaron Holland. Um, I think we forget that he was the third string before Nick Mullins went down. So I think next up would be would be Nick Mullins, unless they want to keep him as the backup to, like, maybe have someone to turn to just in case Jaron Hall didn't work out or, or Josh Dobbs. Um, but I th- I think Nick Mullins would be the next man up. And I, don't, I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but. He's the one who knows the offense the best. Um, he's probably someone that Kevin O'Connell feels the most comfortable with. He's got the most NFL experience in terms of playing time out there. Um, so he's like O'Connell seemed kind of hesitant to put Jaron Hall, uh, yeah, or even to like commit to him when he really had no other quarterbacks a couple weeks ago. He was like, uh, yeah, we're we're gonna you know look at the options and like their only option was Jaron Hall, and he still was like, uh, maybe. Um, so I'm I'm a little hesitant. To see if if that happens, but he did mention that you know Kevin O'Connell last night did mention that you know Jaron Hall is going to be healthy or he is healthy now and Nick Mullins is available. So, but I, I do think they're going to give jobs or jobs. Uh, just I just combined both. Of he names. was a jobber last night. For <laughs> for talking wrestling, terms, but yes. uh, I think they're going to give him one more chance. Um, and uh, after that, because Jeff- Jefferson's coming back, they probably want to see like if that can make a difference, which I I would hope so. Um, and you know what? If you really want to, why don't you just ask Justin Jefferson who he wants? Um, yeah, because he's got a pretty big. He should have a pretty big say on on things that go go down. Um, but I think Josh Dobbs will get one more chance, and if that doesn't work out, then they'll try somebody else. Because if they're trying to get in the playoffs, they don't really have a lot of room to just mess around and and lose a couple games because they only have five games left, and they're they're right in the thick of things. And uh, the last thing they want to see is uh, the Packers overtake them in the standings and grab that playoff spot not that i think that'll happen because i still don't think the packers are good um i think what's his name jordan love had a, a good game hey, jesus christ <laughs> basically the lions oh, yeah. defense has been terrible since the bye um so him having a good game against the lions defense uh but those throws though that's that's what i heard those yeah. those throws that, that one throw that went through like seven people to get to uh was it romeo romeo dobbs or dubs or whatever um <laughs> People are like that. Sounds I, I know. Up. I know you're confused. That's just funny. To, it just sounds funny. Doobs. <laughs> Sup, doobs. Um, um, people are like that was so impressive. I'm like that was so lucky that that happened. That's not. That's not impressive. Uh, he's not Brett Favre out there just threading the needle. Um, but yeah, I think they give Josh Dobbs one more chance, and uh, if he's not able to get things together, then uh, they, they'll turn to somebody else. But once again, keep Sean Mannion far, far away from the field. Do not put him on the feet. Just give him a headset. You know, the, re- the yeah. reason, though, that he is actually a practice squad coach is if you look at the salaries between a practice squad player and a... Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for three forty nine dollars a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Assistant coach, Um, you make a lot more money 
that sure. are just chilling on the. But it doesn't go in the well. salary cap. Yeah, if so, you're a coach, so right? That shouldn't. That's and the, I would like to say that the Wolves have enough money to afford Sean Mannion as an assistant coach, but just, they already have like up his... 37 coaches on that sideline. So I don't. I don't know if they <laughs> need more. Assistant to the Equality Control yeah. uh, Donut Club. Assistant coach. Water Boy. Yeah, they got. Do they still do Donut Club? Or is that like no, a no, 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 that was no, that no, was no, no, no. that was like, a, we're done with this. That was a Sugarman thing. Uh, the, the donuts and, were spiked with Toradol I was, or something. <laughs> I was trying to find a way to insert that. <laughs> Take your glasses, Toradol. Take your, just just wash shove, it down with a donut. Shove your shove your painkillers inside <laughs> the donuts. Yeah, it's like they're dogs. <laughs> wow. Um, to Welcome answer, to the Viking Age podcast. Yeah, to answer your question, I don't think either option is really better. I think that, right. you know, if if this is like a, you know, choose your fighter situation, I do want to see Jaron Hall more than anybody else because right. it's interesting. He's intriguing. He's the unknown. We know about Josh Dobbs. He turns the ball over. Yeah. He's a great dual threat guy uh, when the coach allows him to use it. Uh, and right. then Nick Mullins is just kind of a guy, you yeah. know, not here as a guy, just a guy. So, um I don't know. He's like none of those guys up. really inspire me uh, all that yep. much. And then, you know, Jaron Hall's got a little bit of upside. Justin Jefferson, though, uh, just want to talk quickly about this because he's he. Yeah. You know, uh, number 18. <laughs> I in case you have not noticed his absence. Yeah. He's been chilling on the sideline. Uh, fantasy people are mad. Uh, I saw. Some loser on the internet uh, say, well, Dallas Goddard, he, he came back after three weeks with a broken arm. First of all, go Jacks. Uh, <laughs> second of all, uh, you know, oh, broken oh. arms, a little easier to figure. Oh, it's healed. We'll just put a cast on it or something rather than your hamstring could like Soft explode tissue. at any moment if you do your little route running things. So um, stop DMing people about your fantasy team because nobody cared. Like, really? Justin Jeff, is he back on? online yet i don't even know if he i don't know he he shut down his dms because also i swear like the vikings are the only team that like makes those public like never hear about like well travis kelsey never has a bad (laughs) (laughs) but like you know like other people like i i swear i don't hear people like oh god you should see my dms man they're so bad right now oh yeah wasn't it uh Madison, who was like, yep, yeah, Madison, I'm getting, I'm getting and, and his was legit because those were like yeah. race. And I'm sure like Justin Jefferson's getting those nasty messages, too, which is like another like, but like, why are we doing this, guys? But I, I mean, like, looks like his Twitter and his uh, Instagram are still deleted. Yeah, deleted. deleted. Probably won't see him until he returns to the field. Um, I think it was the right. Oh, decision. it's breaking news. Speak of the devil. Hmm. Justin Jefferson will be activated from injured reserve today. Okay. According to. I think they had to do that, though. That was 21 days, right? Three weeks, yeah. So Justin Jefferson uh, should be back unless they just decide to make him inactive. I mean, it's more of a formal move than anything. Right. They can still make him inactive for game day, but he's part of the active roster. Right. So So now they have to get rid of somebody. Roster spot. Uh, Sean. Thank you, Sean. Uh, we'll we'll put you back on the practice squad. Yeah. We'll be we'll be good here. Um, I think it was the right decision to hold him out last night. I mean, you would have won that game with him in the building. Um, at the very least, it would have helped a little bit. But you know, you're two games against Detroit. You got another against Green Bay, who's you know uh, revival. Like I said, Jordan Love. You would think Jesus Christ walked out of the cave <laughs> the way Packer fans are. Pay him fifty million dollars. Go ahead and do it. Do it. See what happens. Please. Cowards. Please. Um, you know, 
I, I mean, he's right. His health is more important than your fantasy team or win over the Chicago Bears. They got to win some games down the stretch. I mean, hold, you should have been able to beat the Chicago Bears without Justin yeah. Jefferson last night. That's your fault. You didn't get that done. So I mean, I mean they beat the, is, they beat the Niners without him. They beat the Niners without they were they were five, five, and, two. five and one five and well, five and two five and two now yeah but they yeah. were they were five and one before mm-hmm. last night so uh, there's no reason anyone should have thought that they couldn't have won without him and it's one uh, of those injuries too if there's any question just if you can afford it just err on the side of caution yeah well you remember when I know Thielen was older when he he I think he had a similar injury was it 2019. Um, when he went down, I think it was like week four against the Lions. He went down with a hamstring injury and he tried to come back. Like they were playing the Chiefs next week. He tried to come back and he just like further aggravated it and it made him sit out even longer. Um, he wasn't really a hundred percent probably until what that playoff game against the Saints. Um, and the ankle, remember his ankle too? Yeah. yeah like I so, think that was 2021 when he, he came back and then he like really messed it up against the yeah. Rams and had to go get surgery and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's this this and and at the same time you have to think are are the Vikings going to win the Super Bowl this year? Probably not. Um, if we're being honest, probably not. You know, I think the Eagles are very beatable, even though they've only lost one game. I think they're they're not powerhouse or anything. But um, you got to think about the future of Justin Jefferson too, mm-hmm. um, and and how you handle this injury too. Like he's going to remember that in terms of you know you you wanting to rush him out in the field and you're making it worse. You know, if this if, the, if this thing became a huge problem. It, he it might have you know had an impact on him wanting to remain with the Vikings you know long term and he might have you know wanted to trade or something like that. So just like, have the donut, Justin. Just, just have the donut. <laughs> there's a lot of factors. There's sprinkles on it. There's, there's a, purple there's and a, yellow, like LSU. A, what it, that made me think of what was a teenage Union of Turtles two um, when they have the the big which, uh, which one? There's like with, three with, different trilogies. Well, well, the old one, the old school one, like with the, the, the live action ones. When they yeah. had the the big the big monsters or whatever, like uh, oh Kevin Nash the, was one, right? Super yeah, and they, Shredder, yeah. yeah. And, they, and they gave him the donuts to eat because they had like the stuff in them that would like make him sleepy. Yeah, oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> that's I don't know why I thought of that, but that's what I thought. Of. Um, then they like smashed him open. Like, what is yeah. this? And they're, they're like, like no. oh shit. <laughs> they figured it out. Um, but yeah, like they had to take you know they had to approach this with kind of kid gloves, you could say. Um, because Justin Jefferson, no, he's still kind of a kid. He's he's a young young guy. Twenty four years old. I just looked he's, it up. He's very good, but he's still a, a young guy, a, a young lad. Um, but yeah, he's got his whole career ahead of him, hopefully with the Vikings. And there's, there was no reason for the Vikings to jeopardize that. You know, if they if they were you know eight and two in the hunt for like the number one seed, I could see him coming back. You know, yesterday or against the Broncos. But um, I just think there wasn't there's not enough reward for them to risk. Um, make that kind of risk with the player of his caliber. Yeah. I agree. And you mentioned something interesting, which is kind of my Don't final me. topic as I fight through more stuff in my throat. One, one moment, please do it. <laughs> Don't get a cold. Like just, I, 10 out of 10 do not I don't recommend. that's why I live in San Diego <laughs> yeah do you, do cold zone exists bugs Six, don't exist you're, 65 you're like out here is like tidal waves right like, yeah yeah uh, and uh, global warming fires. you're just gonna yeah fires, fires. that is <laughs> fire fire is pretty bad out there <laughs> um you mentioned this and you said the Vikings aren't going to win the Super Bowl which has me going back and looking at the season so far and going is this worth it is, is this, and I know, again, there are some fans out there 
who will be like, they just want to sit in front of the TV every Sunday. They want to see the Vikings win every week and they <laughs> want to see the Vikings Gophers. They want to be in the hunt. There's some fans that want that from their team and that's okay. Like there is nothing wrong with that. But the Vikings are now six and six. You're a half game ahead of Green Bay, the Rams and the Saints for the final playoff spot. And you look at the rest of the schedule and you know, you're at Vegas, you know, they're only good vibes only under Antonio Pierce, right? Like, that could very well be a loss after the they bye. Just got, they just got rid of Marcus Peters, I think. I just really yeah. Yeah. Like they, they are good. Vi- if you are causing anything, you're out like that. That is their vibe right mm-hmm. now. Uh, Jake Browning may be smart, but he also sucks. So oh, that's probably a win. Uh, the Lions, you know, we could talk about like the Lions defense not being as good uh, in the second half of this. Uh, once they came back from the bye. Dan Campbell could very well be four and all against the Vikings because like they he has outplayed the Vikings in each of those games. And the only reason the Lions lost the two here at U.S. Bank Stadium is because Dan Campbell basically self-destructed like he went for it on fourth or he didn't go for it on fourth down last year when he should have went for it. And the Vikings were able to drive down the field. And then the year before that, you know, Alexander Madison fumbles. Gee, almost foreshadowing. <laughs> um, Madison, fumbles, that never happens. they get the game winning you know, score. And then, you know, they drive down the field and Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins nearly have a street fight on the sideline uh, after Greg Joseph oh, yeah. hits that field goal. <laughs> um, I mean, four and oh, and I mean, the two games in Detroit, those have been disasters. Like the Vikings didn't yeah. look good in the first half of that uh, 2022, 21, 2021 game yep. in Detroit before Amon Rod St. Brown. That was the game. Was uh, the, game right? the sun got like became the sun God. Cause like he was yeah. just kind of okay. And then he yep. had like 11 catches for like hundred yep. yards of that walk off TD. And then last year was just like a flat out, like J- even Jamison Williams got involved. Like it was his yeah. only catch of the season. It was a 50 yard touchdown or whatever. So, I mean, those two games, I mean, I could see losses there. And then you have green Bay with uh Jesus Christ part two, believe in me and you shall have eternal love, eternal love. It's Jordan, Jordan, Jordan love. Ah, $50 million. Like what are, what are we doing here? Because if that plays out, you're a seven and 10 win team. If you steal a game here, so let's say like the Vegas games, a swing game, you steal one of the Lions games. Maybe, maybe you beat green Bay so you're nine, nine and eight. eight. You're, you're nine and eight again. And you play the and Niners I, in the first round. Yeah, and you go to San Francisco, they have everybody healthy, and they kick the shit out and of you. And they want to kick you your ass because you yeah. beat them yeah. in, on Monday night? Yeah, you, you have it. And then, you know, Kyle Shanahan's on the other side going like, Kirky, where's <laughs> my Kirky? Oh, Brock, Brock. Um, yeah, uh, student body right. Yes. Do you want to um, guess do You want to guess what the Vikings draft pick is right now? The season ends today. 20. I looked yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. Pick number 20. And, and I mean, everybody was playing. Where they always are. Yeah, everybody was playing Creed with Josh yeah. Dobbs in those first yeah. two games, right? Yeah. They should have been playing Kenny Rogers. <laughs> you know, you know when to hold him, you know when to fold him. I know you're, I know you're a rock guy, but and well, I like the, I like the, the, uh, the Top Gun Kenny Rogers, like that, that song. I don't know, I don't remember, I don't remember what song it was, but he had like the, the theme song for Top Gun. Are you thinking of Kenny Loggins? Yep, I am definitely thinking of, you know, mix my Kenny. You got <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Rogers G. did not sing Danger Zone. You got, Kenny, Ken, <laughs> you got Kenny G in there, Kenny Lofton, you know, Kenny. Uh, big, big Kenny Rogers fan. You pull out some saxophone. What, what, what is this? What is this? You play some YouTube clips of like the Rangers yeah. pitcher, former Twins yeah. legend Kenny Rogers, by the way. He kept oh, yeah. kept yeah. Johan Santana out of the rotation for yeah. a year, which yeah. is like wild to think about. 
in yeah. hindsight. But like the football gods told the Vikings to stay down repeatedly. Like you get off to a one and four start, you have a Justin Jefferson injury, Kirk Cousins gets hurt, and you keep forging ahead. Why? Because Scott Stapp, like the greatest halftime show in the history of the world on Thanksgiving a couple years ago, like not a couple, but like 20, but like you went all in. Why? Let's set the culture, Kevin O'Connell's culture. You can build a winning culture when you get your new quarterback next year. Yeah. And if you're telling me you couldn't just plug Darren, Col- Darren Hall in, be like, let's roll and like try and lean into the future and see what you have there. I like, think that might have been the plan, though. Yeah, actually. and I mean, then you go get Josh Dobbs. Dobbs yeah. wins a couple of games, and here, here we are. I mean, the other thing is, too, it's like, well, we can't waste Brian Flores. Brian Flores is going to leave, and he's going to be a head coach. Who cares? Who cares? Like, it sucks. Like, sometimes that's football. Sometimes you, like, it's all about timing. If you, like, take in a year where Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis are the top quarterbacks in the draft, you're an idiot. If you take in a year where, okay, you're not going to get Caleb Williams or Drake May. Like, that was out of the question. Bo Nix would absolutely kill it in this offense right now. Like he has, he's has mobility. He's got a big arm. He can operate from the pocket pocket. That is what I want in a quarterback. Like people are like, well, you could get Michael Penix. He could be good. That dude has like 10 knee injuries. Like and like that guy is, he's, he's handing hooker 2.0. He's going to be 24 years old. And he's like, well, I've had like four surgeries on my knee and that's not a red flag. I'll tell you what, I'm I'm liking uh, the, the kid from LSU. Jaden Daniels, um, he's 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 looking pretty good. Um, what's he got like? I don't know, like forty touchdowns, something like that this year. So I, I like him, but uh, yeah, like what what are they, what are they? What's the what's the point of all this? Um, I just I th- I think I came to. We talked about this many times when we were like, should they tank or not, or or should they keep going? And I think we reluctantly probably realized that you know the Vikings are never going to be a team that tanks like their ownership just they're not going to let them do that they're always going to want them to just if they're they're going to either be mediocre or they're going to be good they're not going to be a four and 13 team they're not going to be a a one win team that like ownership's just not like if they had one or two wins I still feel like they would have made trades at the trade deadline to try and get better just that's that's what their ownership wants them to do um they just want them to be competitive because I just think like they they, they not want... just competitive, Adam. <laughs> Super competitive. Yeah, they don't. They they see teams like the Panthers. They see teams, you know, like the Jaguars before this this year, or like the the Texans, who are like typically or the Lions, who are like typically towards the bottom every year, and they want nothing to do with that. They would rather be a nine and eight team. And at the same time, draft pick wise, the Vikings have done pretty well with their draft picks when they've been in the, the early twenties. You know. They, Justin Jefferson over the years, Percy Harvin, Randy Moss, all those guys were in the twenties. Um, so you know, when the, and when they've had top picks, you could argue that they haven't really done that well. When they've had you know some of the higher picks, you know Troy, Troy Williamson, Matt Khalil, um, they traded back. Well, what Trey Wayne's wasn't Trey Wayne's like ten or eleven? Yeah, he was twelfth or thirteenth, I believe. So like, to me, like I'm and I'm I'm over. You know, it would be great unless you have like the one of the top five picks, like. Outside of that, I, I I don't really care about the draft because there's after that there's a bunch of question marks anyways. You can trade up or whatever. Um, but I just I think I've just come to the, real, the realization that the Vikings like they're just their their ownership's not going to let them tank or do anything like that. They're going to be they're going to they would rather be eight and nine 
or seven and ten and be a three win team or a two win team. That's just that's how it is, whether we like it or not. And that's just probably how it's going to continue to be until the Wolves sell the team. So, and you know how this ends, right? Uh, mm-hmm. The Vikings uh, face the Lions in the final week for with a playoff spot in the line, and they. Lose I, the I'm not seconds. even talking about the end of the season. <laughs> I, I'm not even talking about the end of the season. I'm talking about next March because during the game last night. Joe Buck mentioned that Kevin O'Connell oh, yeah, is yeah, yeah, desperate yeah. to bring back Kirk yeah. Cousins. Yeah. Like, I don't care. How, Kirk how, Cousins comes back. I'm, I'm cool day. with it. I'm, I'm totally cool with it. Yeah. But I don't want to hear, we're desperate. We're, how much money? Kirky, you are our savior. Look at how we fell apart without you. Here, would you, here is a blank check. What would you like? Because you know Mike McCartney was sitting at home hearing that comment going, desperate, huh? Very good. Dollar signs uh, in his eyes. We could use, you know, Jordan Love just got fifty million dollars. <laughs> My quarterback's better than Jordan Love. Um, how about we go fifty some, you know, mid fifties? Well, you're coming off a tournament. No, 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 no. You're you're desperate. Remember, you you really want my clients. So, yeah. like, are the Vikings going to like do no matter what? You know, are they going to be like Sonny Weaver Jr. like, but in free agency, just Kirk Cousins, no matter what? Or are they going to actually sit there and go? Hey, we have a roster. We have a lot of young pieces. Let's use the, that money to go sign a couple of guys. Like, let's sign Daniel Hunter. Let's sign Justin Jefferson. Let's go add a couple of pieces of its defense. So it's a formidable unit. Or are we just going to pay Kirk Cousins $50 million and draft and develop? We're going to yeah, go get a whole bunch of picks in day three and see if they pan out. What's your what's your what's your limit for cousins? Like thirty five? Thirty five sounds he's about gonna right. Want, yeah. He's probably gonna want forty. Mm-hmm. He size. should want forty. He should. Look, he was playing well when he. I'm I'm hurt. walking in there with a Daniel Jones contract. That guy's getting forty million dollars. <laughs> better walk in there with Ed Donatel's ass twice. <laughs> like, like Jesus, and, and like he he didn't do anything and his knee exploded, which isn't his fault. But yeah. I mean. You know, the Giants, like this time last year, Brian Dable was like the greatest thing ever, and Daniel Jones was great, and now it's I mean, just going to like... They just beat the Patriots with Tom, Tommy DeVito. Tommy. Hey! We should be, is he in that NXT tag team? Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> Guidos or whatever? Um, they're not called that anymore. I don't know. Like, this team can't stop doing the Jeff Fisher thing, and I, yeah. I just... You know, when you're in the position where you're six and four, you're riding that five game winning streak, you go for it. You right. obviously need to go for it at that point. But now that you're six and six, and in hindsight's 2020, you kind of look ahead and you're going, Are we are we doing the same thing here? And if we are, how do you break the cycle? Because like I said, I, I think it ends with a Kirk Cousins extension for more than he should get paid for. Yeah, and I think it depends too. There's going to be other if he if he hits free agency, I think other teams are going to definitely uh, be in that bidding process, and they're going to make his price tag go up higher. And that's that's going to be up to <laughs> for the Vikings. Uh, yeah. It's sad, really. <laughs> and this isn't anything against Kirk. Like I, I want to make no, he that was playing very clear. well. He was playing very well when he got hurt. He was and he is, you know, from an ownership standpoint, having Kirk Cousins who is squeaky clean in like oh, yeah. every aspect. You saw the quarterback series, you know, they mentioned it last night about how he goes to that function on his little scooter. Yep. I'm surprised he didn't, hasn't shown up on the sideline with like a little Sweet. tricked out scooter. Just got like streamers and like baseball cards in the smoke. Got his he, little bell. Like, well, come on guys, let's go. I think he got his cast off or something like, yeah, he, he was serving turkeys on crutches for Thanksgiving. Um, Did you see, I, 
uh, Joey Bosa sitting in the suite or whatever the other day eating raisin bread. <laughs> he looked like he looked like a college student just like chilling. Like ah, I gotta go to class tomorrow. This yeah. sucks. I think Florio. I think Florio had the comment or something that was like, "Was that did he bring that or was that like actually on the menu for the Chargers because they're so cheap?" Because that wouldn't surprise anybody. Um, He's got some raisin bread. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think there's gonna be. I it's weird as this sounds. I think there's gonna be a bidding war for Kirk Cousins this offseason. Um and he's as a businessman, he's smart to do that. Um I know he he can say all the right things and say he wants to stay in Minnesota forever, blah 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 blah. But if a team comes along and offers him fifty million a year and the Vikings can only give him forty million a year at the most, what's he gonna take? You know, say it's say it's the Niners. Say say the Niners are like, you know, they don't they don't get the Super Bowl again. They're like, you know, Brock Purdy is great and all. We just need someone to just get us over the hump. And we think Kirk Cousins can do that. Um, so, like, I, I think it, the Vikings are probably going to be outbid for Kirk Cousins. And it's going to be up to Cousins to decide if he if he's going to have to take less money. I'm not saying, like, significantly less, like $20 million, But he's going to have to take less money if he, if he wants to stay with the Vikings. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does. As for the Vikings, I think their they're, they're possibilities are, are wide open. And... As far as this season goes, we'll find out, you know, what what they would like to do, what what in terms of who they decide will be their quarterback for their next game. If they if they announce, you know, next week that Jaron Hall is going to be the starter, I think then their their focus is on the future and seeing, you know, maybe if Jaron Hall's got anything that can help them in the future. Um, if they go with Dobbs, then their focus is on on this season and what they can do this season. Um, but this off season is off season is going to be very interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to it because there's going to be a lot to cover. Um, so uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a very interesting next few months in the, in 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 the history of the Vikings. This is like a, a big big kind of I feel like it's a big turning point because they're kind of going from this Kirk Cousins era. Maybe it ends or maybe it continues. It's it's near the end. We know that. Uh, he's not playing till 45, like Tom Brady. Um, but, you know, how close to the end? We'll, we'll be able to find that out soon. Kirk's going to do the Randy Orton thing. Ten more yeah, ten years. Ten more years. <laughs> ten more years, like, hobbling off the field. You know what it reminds me of? And this is this is kind of just how I'll close here. But um, remember, like, uh, when was it? was a few years ago, and John Cena and AJ Styles were feuding. And, like, AJ mm-hmm. Styles was at the OC, and, like, they mm-hmm. – their answer to everything would just be beat up John Cena. Mm-hmm. Like this is just uh, like the Vikings, you know, their answer to everything is like, well, what about Kirk Cousins? Should Josh Dobbs be bet? Kirk Cousins though. What, what about his contract? Like it just, it always like even the numbers on this podcast spiked as we were talking about Kirk Cousins. It's weird. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, I don't know. It's like a spider sense. Like somebody's talking about Kirk Cousins. Who has, I'm trying talking. to look who has cap space next year. I'm on over the cap right now. Let's see. Um, the Titans, no, they're gonna have they have Will. Well, I guess if you got Kirk Cousins over Will Levis, the Patriots, they're gonna have a lot of. They have like looks like they have ninety one million in cap space next year. Um, that would be interesting if he went to the Patriots. Yeah, I could, I could see I could see them taking a chance on him. The Commanders are gonna have eighty nine uh, eighty nine million to spend next year. Does he go? Does he go back to Washington with the new ownership? And does he go back home to have a, a second run with the Commanders? That would be hilarious. Um, but yeah, there'll be a lot of people interested in Mr. Kirk Cousins, um, and I just hope the Vikings don't don't overpay for him to to return. If he if they want him to come back and to give him a fair offer, that's fine. But don't you got like you like you said like we've said so many times. I got to pay Justin Jefferson, Christian Darius, 
they should pay Daniel Hunter to bring him back. You know, those other players are going to need money soon. Um, so, like, they got a lot to figure out. I'm glad I'm not Quizzy Adolfo this offseason. So, we don't have a game this week. No. Uh, we do write about things other than Kirk Cousins at the Viking age. What what, what do we got in store here? What what should I write about? That is <laughs> production meeting on air. Let's go. Um, uh, I think we're going to – we'll try and predict, you know, what's going to happen the rest of the season in terms of, like, you know, probably – have you do some bold predictions for the rest of the season um we'll try and predict every the outcome of every game moving forward um i'm sure we'll do a mock draft um you know get into more some some playoff scenarios you know rooting guides all that fun stuff um because it's you know the vikings are in the mix they're they're in the mix of the playoffs if the season ended today they would still be the number seven seed they would have to play the niners on the road uh which probably wouldn't end very well based on the last two games um but uh yeah, there'll be plenty of fun stuff, plenty, plenty of stuff to read over uh, at the Viking Age. Lots of I, I like when they have time off, uh, even if it's like Thursday game and they have a mini buy because you just a lot more time for for speculation. Sometimes you can even look far ahead to the the upcoming off season. We could even do some stuff about Kirk. You know what teams might be interested in him next off season. A couple of them I just mentioned, but yeah, there'll be there'll be plenty of stuff to check out for sure. And where can people follow you on socials? Uh, you can follow me at Adam Patrick NFL on uh, that bird app or the X app or whatever you call it. Um, and on threads, threads is threads is thriving over there. Um, I just saw Ben Gessling over on threads. So there's some, some Vikings personalities, uh, coming over there. So that's, uh, it's starting to, starting to heat up over there. And I think it's a fun little community over there. So on Adam Patrick NFL on threads and on uh, Twitter slash. Well, you can follow me at the real Chris Shad. However, you slice it, going to start doing some cool stuff on Instagram. Actually, with some of our uh, quotes and uh, maybe a little Jackrabbit content. I don't know, but uh, that's all the time we have for the Viking Age podcast today. We do this every Monday in a late week episode right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. We're also on Apple and Spotify the very next day. But however you consume us, don't forget to rate, comment, share, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode and we can send the word to the masses. For Adam Patrick, I am Chris Shad. This has been the Viking Age Podcast. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.